Well, hey there, and welcome to our bonus cast. We are Phil and Meredith, and we believe that the life of a Jesus follower is a resilient life. So every single month, we have conversations, sometimes with each other, sometimes with other people, around the topics of how to build a resilient life. And so this month, we're talking about how to get wisdom. That's right. We are at church in the middle of a series on the book of Proverbs, on the idea of wisdom. And so we thought it would be really fun for this bonus cast to really talk about practically why do we want wisdom and what does it look like to build wisdom in your life? How do you actually gain wisdom in your life? Yeah, and I think it's so important to start with understanding what is wisdom. Sometimes people use words like wisdom and knowledge and intelligence, some of those kind of things synonymously and interchangeably. So Meredith, how do you define the distinction between those two different words? Yeah, such a good thought. I think one of the things that always comes to my mind when I think about wisdom is this idea of knowing what to do in a given situation that it's one thing to be able to prepare for a moment in your life and know what to do in that situation. But so much of life is moments that we aren't prepared for, moments that you didn't see coming or challenges that you didn't know were around the bend. And I think wisdom knows what to do, how to rightly choose in those situations as well. So for me, the difference between wisdom and just knowledge or even preparation is do you know what to do kind of on the fly? Do you know what to do when you didn't know what was coming? Yeah, and I I think there's that old saying that says that knowledge is knowing what to do, wisdom is knowing when to do it. Mm. And so there's an element of perspective, like you mentioned, that is brought to the conversation where it's not just I have the facts in front of me and I know the correct response. It's like you know, just like your parents might have taught you about there's a right time to speak and a wrong time to speak, and you don't have to speak in every... It's it's okay to know the answer, but not to speak it right now. Sometimes it's not appropriate to do things at different times. And so wisdom is knowing when, because you're bringing some of your background, your perspective and experience to that conversation as well. And so like you said, I think that's how I define the distinction between wisdom this conversation that we're having today and education, knowledge, intelligence, and the like. Yeah, absolutely. I love that thought of the timing of something because I think there is such wisdom in timing and that hopefully as we grow in life, that's one of the things that we get better at. I was talking to, you know, someone who leads another organization and we were talking about a staffing issue and they were saying in that conversation, you know, I know A, B, and C about this, but I don't think right now is the time to communicate that to this person. And at the same time, they were saying, I'm having this conversation this afternoon and I know it's time for me to really challenge them in this thing and that thing. And I think that that is wisdom. It's a it's a lower level of um, I think of insight or of knowledge mm. to just know, oh, I, that person needs to grow in this. Okay, a lot of people can point that out, but wisdom then goes: when do I talk to them about it? How do I talk to them about it? Which is the best way to approach it? Like, what do I actually do with the knowledge that I maybe have? Yeah. So why would you say that having wisdom is important? You know, we, we've defined mm. the distinction between them, but why would someone, why should someone want wisdom in the first place? Yeah, I, well, I think part of, partially what I was saying earlier is this thought that there are so many moments in life that we don't get the opportunity to prepare for. And I think that wisdom carries us in the midst of those moments 
that um, that when I know A, B, and C is coming up, then I can go, okay, cool, let me go do my research, let me put my plan together. But when I don't know that that's happening, I need wisdom to be able to lead me and to carry me in the midst of those situations. And I think wisdom becomes a guard in our life from, from messing things up. You know, I don't know, there's not like a fancier way to me to say that, but I think without wisdom, sometimes we roll in with our head knowledge and we actually make more of a mess of things, even though we're well-intentioned. Yeah. Yeah, really good. So one of the parts that we like to have in our conversations is what is the distinction between what the world says about something and then what does the Bible say about it? What does God say in his truth in the Bible about these different things? And so what what are some of the things that when you hear about wisdom talked about in the community, society, across the world, how do you hear wisdom talked about? Yeah. I think one of the things that kind of um, technology has opened up to us is this depth of information that's available, right? right? And that that can be really easily confused with information being wisdom. Just because I know a lot of information about something does not mean that I have a lot of wisdom on something. It doesn't mean that I know how to rightly apply the information that I have. And I see that, I I feel the temptation in it in myself. I certainly have done it myself, but I see it almost as a growing phenomenon, kind of, especially I would say in millennials and Gen Z, because we have so much information available to us. And I think in a healthy way, have a desire to understand and to know more things. But what happens is without wisdom, we take in all of this information and then we just start re-spewing it. And we haven't really properly kind of um, digested the information. I was actually thinking about, you know, the, um, the other day we were in an Uber with someone and they were driving us and this gentleman started sharing with us all of this information. Right. He was obviously a very thoughtful, well-read, well-studied person. But I think the way that he then interpreted and applied the information that he was talking about didn't have wisdom on it. It didn't go through this filter of wisdom that goes now that I have information. So I think to get really specifically to your question, I think currently in culture, what I see is a desire Um, for information and kind of a celebration of information that doesn't have then wisdom applied on the top of it. Yeah. What things would you, what things come to mind for you? Yeah. I I think when I hear people that I would say are like in the world or from the world that would talk about wisdom, how I hear it referred to is not necessarily wisdom. Like I don't hear my, you know, my friends on the street mm-hmm. saying like, I want wisdom or that guy's so wise or yeah, what, you yeah. know, they might refer to people differently, but, but what I hear is a, a difference between like book smarts and street smarts, Yeah, you know? And, and so then as we are referring to in this conversation, the idea of maybe your intelligence or your knowledge or your smarts being like the book smarts of that, the street smarts is knowing beyond just, Um, what to say, how does that apply in real life? It's like that extra step application of the knowledge that you have, when to use it, how to use it, which we would say is the distinction that brings it into wisdom as well. So that's kind of how I hear it referred to. That's why I can have all the knowledge of basketball, but I'm never going to step on the NBA court because I don't have the experience that goes along with it as well. And the perspective of having played for a decade, I can know what is meant to be done Mm -hmm. that's going to lead to a championship but that doesn't always eventuate in that case and you know as well as that I think that 
there is a belief across society that as you get older, you get wiser. Mm-hmm. And we know that that's not true. There's a lot of really yeah. foolish old people and there's yeah. a lot of really wise young people yeah, yeah. as well. And so age does not necessarily correlate with wisdom. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that I've heard from people in the community about that. That guy's so old and he's so wise. I'm like, no, he's just old. Yeah. He might <laughs> right. have a lot of experience, but he's not applying the, yeah. the truths. To so speak to that, though, because when you were talking about like your basketball example, you you said in that, oh, I like I can study it, but I don't have a mm. lot of experience in it. Do you think that experience is required to gain wisdom because part of what we're talking about is how do you or what we're going to get to in a minute is how do you practically gain wisdom in your life do you think that you can get wisdom without experience I, I think that you can because in in the same way that I don't think that someone has to know um, a lot about medical procedures to mm. be a leader in a hospital hmm. Right. Or um, I don't have to have gone through a a certain experience to be able to care for people. There's a lot of principles in life around leadership and around sympathy and empathy and a lot of these characteristics and traits that would be applicable across many different sectors within society. And I I think it would be true in wisdom as well, that when you are wise, the principles of your wisdom can be applied everywhere, regardless of me having actually studied that specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. I, what I think I would add to it is I think that you don't need experiences to gain wisdom, but I think that when you have wisdom experiences, increase your wisdom. You know, because it teaches you to pull the right lessons out of the things that you have experienced. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then let's talk about what does God say in the Bible about wisdom then? We're in this series at the moment about, what's the series called? Pity, pity the fool. Pity, pity the, the fool. fool. Come on, you got to say it like pity the fool. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> pity, pity, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so A, let me ask you, who do you think is the wisest person that you currently know? You teeing that up? You know I think you're wise. Well, you know. <laughs> you just want everyone to hear me say it? Just I, do, I do, truthfully. I think that you, um, it's one of the things that I think drew me to you even when we were dating is seeing the way that you view situations and the way you would understand how to navigate certain situations. And I think, I mean, even this week we were sitting down having a meeting with different people where I just see you all of the sudden know how to lean into certain parts of the conversation or navigate other parts. And I think there's a real wisdom in it, even to what we were just saying, that exceeds often even the experiences that you've had. In new situations, you have an innate ability to, I think, from God, wisely know how to discern and decipher where to move in that situation um, that is that to me exemplifies what wisdom is. Yeah, thank you. I think that's very wise of you to acknowledge it. <laughs> thank you for acknowledging it. <laughs> so funny. So then let's talk about, you know, what do we learn from in the Bible about yeah. wisdom? Because we can pursue lots of different things. 
And many of us would know the story of Solomon pursuing wisdom. Sure. Talk a little bit about, you know, what do you understand about wisdom when you read through the Bible? Yeah, I think one of the things that is really interesting about the idea of wisdom throughout Scripture is that it says that wisdom was there in the beginning. I was there in the beginning when, you know, when God made the earth and that the thought in that is that these are the principles of how life works that that are trying to be communicated to be. If you want a happy, happy, healthy, prosperous life, there are some principles that you can follow, some principles of wisdom that lead to or or increase the likelihood of you living inside this this kind of plan and purpose that God had. And there are other ways to live, but you should not expect that you will see kind of God's ideal plan for your life unfold outside of this. And I think so often one of the things that we see is this idea maybe that sometimes success in itself is seen as, well, therefore, that must have been wise. But what we see throughout the book of Proverbs is that that's not even what necessarily is considered wise because the motivation behind it and the means to achieving that success are all part of the wisdom of God. So, yes, maybe you have accumulated great wealth, but the question of wisdom is not have you accumulated great wealth. It's how have you accumulated that great wealth and how has it impacted other people? in the way that you have accumulated great wealth. There's this underlying theme of the way that others are treated by our behavior and the way that others are impacted by our behavior that is a continual theme throughout the book of Proverbs. Yep. Yeah, love it. I don't think that I've ever even told you this. My, so, you know, I, I realized years ago that I didn't understand what the word Proverbs meant. You know, mm. Proverbs is like a collection of wise sayings, right? When you sayings, grow up right? in church, like as a church kid, you just like hear things and you're like, sure. Yeah. And then later you're like, what is that even? Yeah. And so I would hear different Proverbs, right? Yeah. And then I would think, oh, this is in the Bible because I know the just book of Proverbs proverb. is in there. So I thought that like, because <laughs> I grew up in church, I thought like, all Proverbs are found in the book of Proverbs. Yeah, yeah. So I would hear these different ones when it's, whether it's like inside, what are those little um, like Chinese like crackers? Fortune, fortune cookie. Fortune cookie or, you yeah. know, like a smile will gain you 10 more years of life or different yes, things like that. And yes. I was like, oh, that's a great proverb. I've got to look up where that is. So I'd read through my Bible and I couldn't find the, and I was like, oh no, that's like an old Chinese just proverb. Just like a, a proverb. It's just right. a wise saying. Not, not one of Solomon's proverbs. Right, exactly. I love that. Yeah. So well, maybe that's a great point to make. When we're talking about proverbs right now, because everyone who's listening maybe isn't church kids like you and I. Yeah. And so when, when Phil and I right now are talking about the book of Proverbs, we're talking about a book that is in the Bible that was written by Solomon. And it was written by Solomon as a, a kind of book of instruction really to his son saying, hey, I've lived all of these years. And Solomon in the scriptures asked God for wisdom and said, God, give me wisdom and is marked as, you know, one of the wisest men who ever lived. And now he's trying to pass on his wisdom to his son. And so he writes this book filled with proverbs, filled with his wise sayings, his wise ideas about how to live life well. And so there are many proverbs that exist in, in the world, but specifically right now, we're talking about the wisdom of God and the proverbs of Solomon, which we believe were given to him through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the the way that Solomon answers the question when God says, you know, what do you want? Right. And Solomon says, give me wisdom. 
I, I think that that becomes the thing that unlocks all the other things in his life 100%. as well, whether it's um, prosperity, whether it's relational access with different people, whether yeah. it's legacy, whatever those different elements have been unlocked. It, it came from having wisdom in the first place. So, you know, when people ask um, those questions, my kids are at this stage where they ask the questions about like what if whatever superpower you could have, like what would you yeah, pick, yeah, yeah. right? And then I would always you, would you rather questions, right? Don't exactly. they? Is that what they're or like if you found um, like a magic lamp, right? Right. What would your three wishes be? Yeah. And you know, the first time it's always like I would pick for infinite wishes, yeah, right? Yeah. So that you can extend that even further. To me, wisdom becomes that thing that extends all the other things yeah, as well, that absolutely. unlocks all the other things. So why would I ask for royalty and wealth if my wisdom will lead to that thing anyway yeah. and access into all these other places? Because wisdom is going to open doors on, on how to know where to invest your finances. Absolutely about how to apply for different jobs, about how to ask that person to go out on a date, about how to apply your knowledge in school, about which career to pursue. Yeah. It's opening doors for you rather than a specific thing that you could ask for. That's why the scripture talks about so good. Uh, above all other things, Yeah, ask for wisdom. But I think the reason that even that we are drawn to or motivated to not asking for wisdom but asking for the thing comes sometimes to this sense of we don't actually want to work for the thing that we want. We just want the, to the rub the genie and, you know, be sure. wealthy. Yep. But wisdom says, hey, here's this thing uh, that you might want to go after, but I know how to pursue that thing now. Because one of the other themes that you see throughout the book of Proverbs is the value of work, the value of a great work ethic, the benefit of a work ethic, the, the benefit of working hard and laboring for something. Like in the book of Proverbs, work is seen as your reward and the fool is the one who's lazy. The fool is the one who sits around. The mm -hmm. fool is the one who is slothful in the way that they do things. And, and that is even seen as part of, part of their foolishness and part of their curse is that they don't value the thing that is um, to work hard and labor for something. And wisdom says, I value that I am able to work for this thing and to gain something from it or to create something from it. And I think that the, the foresight, like it's almost one of those like circular things, right? The wisdom to ask for wisdom is evidence in right. itself that you have wisdom that gains you more wisdom so to yeah. do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that part of the difference in what you're talking about with the way that um, a, a Bible-believing Christian would go about something and someone that, that wouldn't identify that way or wouldn't be asking God yeah. for these things is that, uh, you know, sometimes in the world you can just believe that whatever is going to happen is going to happen or yeah. um, I can't change anything or, you, you know, whether it's a defeatist or victimized mentality um, that says... It, there's there's no consequence of my action or activity on something. Yeah. And so, you know, whether I show up or not, it's not going to lead to a promotion or whatever. But like mm. you're saying, um, wisdom talks about the, the way that we can impact uh, all kinds of different things as well and that there is a right way to do things ultimately. Like you said, it's not just about rubbing the lamp. Yeah. Um, there's a right way to live. Yeah. And even sometimes in the church space, we talk about how... Um, 
about how we just have to pray and show up to church and then you you deserve to be blessed because you've checked off those spiritual yeah, yeah. things right yep. the, those check boxes but what we would say is that wisdom shows us the right way to live that yeah. there's a right way to show up to work there's a right way to speak to people there's a right way to interact with your kids there's a right way to parent there's a right way to do all these different things that's going to lead towards blessing yeah a lot of those truths are found in the book of proverbs absolutely one of the things that i love about the book of proverbs is that it is so here and now focused yeah. right and there is so much beauty in keeping a life that is focused on eternity and so much value that comes from remembering that here and now is not my only yeah but also i live here and now so i need some information about what i'm supposed to do here and now because i don't want my here and now to continually be a struggle i don't want my here and now to always look like never having enough or having broken relationships all over the place and the book of proverbs to me says God cares deeply about your here and now. He cares so much about your here and now that he had Solomon write down these yeah. principles for how to live in your here and now and give them to us for thousands of years in principle format that make as much sense and are as applicable as applicable for right now as they were when Solomon was writing them to his son to give them to his son saying, the way you live, I care about it. I want you to live a healthy life. I want you to have great relationships in your life. I want you to know that there is a way to live that will lead you to brighter and brighter days. And there's a way to live that will carry you in tough days. And there's a way to live that will gain wealth in your life. And I, that's the way that I want you to live while you're here and now. Because I don't believe that Christianity is a victimized, like you said, uh, belief system or religion. Christianity, to me, is a, a system and a belief and a worldview that it should be very empowering. Because I serve the Almighty God who created the universe. And if he created the universe and the earth and the world that I live in, he knows how it's set up. And he knows how I can win in it. And to me, Proverbs is our playbook on how to win in the earth. Yeah. I love something that you just mentioned about how even though it was written thousands of years ago, yeah. that it's as true back then as it yeah. is today because it talks to the truths of our experience. Yeah. And so when you think about, if you just pause for a moment and think about how many things have changed over the last yeah. you know, 3,000 years about how we live our life and how we interact with people and what we have access to, whether it's technology or you know, revolutions of you know, infrastructure, all of those kind of things, yeah. that still remains, right? The, the truth mm. of what was penned in, in the book of Proverbs remains because it's the principles that are talked about, yeah. um, not like this is how you need to take care of this specifically. Yeah. The principle of how to interact with people or how we should approach life or how we prepare for the future, all of those kind of things. Yeah. So and maybe as some takeaways, I'd love to hear from you about what do you do to pursue wisdom? Because we've been talking about wisdom's important. I think that everybody's got that now, yeah. right? Wisdom's important. We should be pursuing that. How do you practically do that? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll talk about a couple things, but I feel like you, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. Because I, like I said, I think you really just carry such a spirit of wisdom um, I mean, what the book of Proverbs says really simply is to seek God, right? And to that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I think part of that is an acknowledgement that on my own, I am not wise. It has such a, you cannot seek God and ask for wisdom without acknowledging that I don't have the wisdom that I need. 
that I, I am a created being living in a created world. And so I need to go to the creator to find out the system that holds this thing together and the wisdom of this moment. And, and it's what we see Solomon do, right? We see Solomon go to God and ask God for wisdom and say, I, I need wisdom on how to do this thing. And, um, and so I would say to anyone who's going, man, I, I don't feel like I've come up in a place of wisdom. I don't feel like I'm walking in wisdom. I feel like I keep making every wrong decision. Every time decisions are laid out before me, I feel like I keep picking the trick. Um, then I would say really just start at the place of going to God in prayer and saying, God, I need wisdom. Give me wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think that you started with the biggest one, yeah, probably. One, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. probably the most obvious one of you know, go to God and ask Him for it because I do think that it's a, it, it, to a degree, it's a muscle that is strengthened over time. But I also think that it is a gift. You can have a gift of, of wisdom in the same way that I cannot increase my faith. God increases my faith. Absolutely, I can't necessarily increase my wisdom. God increases my wisdom. There are some things that I can. Um, do that partner with him in that, in that I can read books about yep. wisdom. I can read the book of wisdom, yep. right? In, in the sense of the book of Proverbs. And I can surround myself with wise people um, in whatever stage and age that I'm in. Yeah. And positioning myself always as a student. I never want to be the brightest person in the room. Yeah. I never want to be the wisest person in the room. And so having that attitude and uh, approaching life with that perspective of I always want to put really, really smart people around me that I'm always learning from and able to ask questions. I learned early in life, it's great to be able to ask questions. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll see someone walk into a room and all they want to do is talk. And I think, I don't feel like that person's that wise. Yeah, if you're the one so doing good. all the speaking and you're not doing the question asking, drawing yeah. wisdom out of other people, then I feel like that's not a wise way to approach life. And so I always try and go into conversations, whether it's one-on-one -on -one in meetings or in group conversations or in a, at an event, I want to be the one asking questions because I want to pull from your experience and wisdom. I think that's so good as well because... I just I want to lean into that point more because it's something that I've seen you do so well that I've learned from you is how to ask better questions and how to go in with a curious mind. But I also think it's something that you and I started identifying several years ago. You know, when you're when you're young in leadership or young in life, at least I had this thought of, oh, I have to have the right things to say, right? The right statements to make so people know that I'm thoughtful, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of what you're trying to prove to people. Um, and all of a sudden we started observing, man, when we're with higher level leaders, when we're with people who we think are people of wisdom, they're not making as many statements. They're right. asking a lot of questions. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it, it started switching my paradigm and my, my perspective on that and going, oh, this isn't about coming into a room and proving that I'm wise. It's about coming into a room and seeking to pull wisdom out of other people. And I think great questions pull wisdom out of other people, which I guess leads me into another thing that I think helps practically, which is to put yourself in rooms and around tables and in friend groups with other people of wisdom. I think wisdom pulls wisdom out of other people and that you can surround yourself with voices of wisdom in a way that all of the sudden starts causing wisdom to swell up on the inside of you. I mean, we become and our thoughts become the types of things that we listen to. 
And if you sit with fools a lot, your thoughts will start sounding very foolish. And if you sit with wise people a lot, your thoughts will start sounding very wise. And I know that I've been really grateful to be brought into rooms by by other people um, where it's allowed me to sit around so many voices of wisdom that I think has caused wisdom to grow on the inside of me. And I want to be thoughtful to always be bringing someone else into rooms as well. And I know that you and I have really pursued how do we get in spaces with people who are wise? How do we get into rooms and spaces? And, you know, and, and I use those words in a digital age, very generically, how do I listen to podcasts and YouTubes and, you know, um, digital coaching groups, how all of those things, how do I get into spaces with people of wisdom that will cause me to move into a new depth and a new level of wisdom as well? Yeah. And, and I think even one step beyond that point is not just how do we personally do that? But for the person that's listening today, how can you be doing that as well? Yeah. If you're someone who's sitting here today listening, wanting wisdom, what are you going to do about it? Yes. How are you going to grow in wisdom? How is it that you're going to approach using your time differently? So it's not just sitting, playing video games or watching yeah. movies or what, how are you using your, because I don't think that you can get wisdom without being practical about it as well and intentional about that so how are you pursuing those things applying some of what we just talked about and then the last thing that I'll say before you wrap up is if you are someone who has a great deal of of wisdom has been gifted with this how are you sharing that with other people like you just shared about how are you inviting people into the room when you identify people who are no matter what age they are, young or old, but lacking in wisdom, how are you exposing them to new experiences so that they are being stretched stretched and growing in those different areas? Yeah, so good. I think what I would close on is Proverbs 4, 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, yeah. right? And then it says, though it costs you everything, gain understanding, which to me has this thought, it has this momentum behind it, right? Of like, are you hungry for wisdom? Are you pursuing wisdom? Are you going after wisdom? One of our staff members and I were laughing earlier, like it's such a funny statement. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Like mm-hmm. she's like, just go out, just You're get like, it. Uh, just okay. go get that. Like right. just, but I think that to me, it has this, this hunger in it. Yep. Like you were saying of getting wisdom isn't this passive thing of going, man, I wish I was wise. I wish I had more wisdom. I wish I was more like Phil Ryber and he's so wise. Mm -hmm. But it's going, I have decided I am going to get wisdom. And I'm, if it costs me everything in my life, I'm going to go after gaining a godly understanding. And so that's what I would encourage somebody is go after it. Look at what do you need to cut out of your life? What do you need to practically invest in in a new way? so that you can gain wisdom and gain understanding. What relationships do you need to press into and what relationships do you need to leave some space in and and cause some, you know, a little bit of distance to drift in that space so that you can gain understanding and go after it. And that's what I would say is your life will always be better because you have chosen to pursue wisdom. That's awesome. What a great way to wrap up this conversation. If it has been enjoyable to you, make sure that you share it with somebody who you think that can benefit from it as well. As always, thank you so much for hanging out for this bonus cast. We are Phil and Meredith. God bless you. We'll catch you next time.